0: Welcome back to Takeus McGinnis Elder Law Hour. We are talking today about love in the golden years and how to plan ahead.
1: And I'm Tim Takeus, and we're talking about, as Barbara said, love in the golden years and how financial planning may be affected by love in the golden years. And with us today is Kevin Collier, who is the founder and principal of Collier Wealth Management. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you. So how does marriage later in life impact financial planning? Uh, it's out. very
2: complicated. Okay. Uh, we deal with it all the time in our practice because it's so prominent that uh, there'll be second marriages later in life. And of course with the merger of two families is the merger of two balance sheets, two mm-hmm. uh, list of assets and the children that obviously have expectations right. to ultimately inherit that. And so it does become complicated.
0: So do you think, do you advise people that are contemplating marriage or to put calling their financial advisor high on that list, right, notifying them up front.
2: Just last week, I fielded a call from uh, a longtime female client. She was a very successful executive. Uh, Her first husband passed away, and I've uh, since met the boyfriend that she's been dating for a couple of years, and they announced their engagement. And so she called to say, well, I wanna make sure that my assets still go to my son and my grandkids. Uh, when I'm gone and uh, he also has family that he wants to make sure gets his assets so certainly it requires some planning.
1: So what financial considerations apply or how do they differ between whether you're 60 or whether you're 30 and you're bringing in you know say a substantial estate into the second or the subsequent marriage? Sure.
2: Well I think a lot of times it's the balancing of two agendas. Uh, the first agenda is, of course, taking care of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you've married someone, of course, you've made a commitment that you'll take care of that person. And uh, then the second consideration and that's is... And it's certainly
1: a legal commitment
2: as yes. well as an
1: emotional and yes. a, right, moral. Mm-hmm, but a moral also, commitment.
2: But also you're concerned about uh, the things that you've worked so hard for in your lifetime, ultimately uh, going to your heirs mm-hmm. and not to someone else's heirs. Right.
0: Any special considerations if there's large age disparities between the the new?
2: That's a big concern. Uh, I've dealt with that many times. Uh, When you have a significantly younger uh, spouse, Mm -hmm. uh, clearly there's a lot, lot longer life expectancy. And thinking about providing for that surviving spouse after you're gone, and yet still ensuring that the money goes where you want it to, IS uh, you know A PROBLEM THAT NEEDS TO BE ADDRESSED. SO TOGETHER WITH YOUR LEGAL ADVISORS AND YOUR uh, FINANCIAL ADVISORS, MAYBE EVEN YOUR ACCOUNTANTS, uh, A PLAN CAN BE DEVISED TO MAKE SURE THAT MONEY FLOWS THE WAY THAT IT SHOULD TO mm-hmm. SATISFY BOTH CONCERNS, BOTH THE CONCERN OF CARING FOR THE SURVIVING SPOUSE AND ULTIMATELY MAKING SURE IT GOES WHERE YOU WANT IT TO AND NOT TO. The new boyfriend, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right. <Yeah.
1: laughs> you know, I was thinking about you know, and you were talking about okay, so uh, you, you like your, you know, the woman that calls you and that uh, you've been representing or working with for a long time. Uh, what about a case where, okay, you have a married, you know, the soon-to-be married couple, older couple, and one of them that you have worked with for a long time, but maybe the other spouse or spouse-to-be either comes in with a minimal estate, or maybe. Has a large estate, but they're working with somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I could see how that could be complicated. Maybe, well, maybe there's some conflict or ethical issues, perhaps, for a financial planner to say, "Okay, can I work with you or not?" Or how does that work? Sure.
2: Well, I think the 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 perfect uh, scenario would be yeah. where all of the advisors gather around the table together mm-hmm. to solve the problem. Right. You know, it's perfectly fine if the spouse who is not my client continues to work with their advisor Mm -hmm. the spouse who is my client continues to work with me and we just need to coordinate our efforts together Mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that everything you know is working together
1: so that's the optimal
2: that's the optimal and
1: usually it's not optimal
2: Well, and then of course, uh, truthfully, we would look at that as an opportunity to maybe win over this uh, new person Mm -hmm. uh, because it would simplify matters a great deal if they worked with one financial advisor but still kept the assets separate. So that's the key, is keeping them separate, at least least initially. Yes, Mm -hmm. and that requires coordination. Right.
0: I think one thing, um, a challenge that we encounter a good bit is people do not often understand how the role of their legal estate planning documents with their beneficiary designations mm-hmm. in their financial products. So spouses may not always inherit the uh, retirement plan, right?
2: That's right, we have ERISA plans and non-ERISA plans. Um, ERISA plans are 401Ks and what 401Ks, pensions, and typically ERISA law says the spouse gets that, and if they don't get that by beneficiary designation, they have to be notified and sign off on gotcha. that, on the document. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, most people, will roll those assets into an IRA and there's no requirement for spousal notification Mm -hmm. if uh, a person decides to change the beneficiary on uh, a retirement account. So you cannot count on the fact that as a surviving spouse that you're going to get that. You have to make sure that you review those beneficiary designations periodically and make sure that it's still working the way it should.
1: Right. And we all know and I'm sure you do especially that there are horror stories of people that they never changed the beneficiary and so now it goes to the uh, ex-spouse. Ex-spouse.
0: <laughs> yeah. That really wasn't planned, no. right?
1: No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think that was like the Conway Twitty or the Harold J- who was Jenkins. the Jenkins estate, yes. you know, in Sumner County that went on for years and years. Right. You know, so financial planning changes as well as estate planning yes. you know, and everything else. For sure. Okay, what about uh, tax implications?
2: Well, you know, when you think about the two types of money, there's qualified money, which would be 401ks, pensions, uh, IRAs, and the like. And then there's non-qualified money. That might be just money in an investment account, a joint account, an account that's TOD to your kids. And the tax implications are twofold for Mm -hmm. retirement accounts, except for the Roth. Uh, All retirement accounts, regardless, are taxable. Right. Uh, when the money comes out of those accounts. So there's not a great deal that can be done to, to avoid that. There's not much that can be uh, done to you know, miss, miss out on the taxes. Right. But for the non-qualified assets, um, you know, there's an opportunity for planning there because uh, of course at death, you get a step up in basis and uh... that can okay, avoid expl- capital gains.
1: Can you explain a little bit for our viewers about what the, what a step up means? Sure,
2: so imagine that you had made an investment of a half a million dollars mm-hmm. and because it did well and you worked with the right people and it was managed well, right? Uh, now that asset is now worth two million dollars okay. and you have a million and a half dollars of unrealized capital gains. Gotcha. Uh, a person who has that in their estate and then passes away uh, can give a step up in basis to the $2 million figure Mm -hmm. for purposes of both income taxes and for the estate valuation. So basically it's a get out of jail card to avoid.
1: So children (coughs) inherit that $2 million and then if they sell it the next day on the market there's no capital gain.
2: That's correct or a surviving spouse if it was not jointly owned.
1: Gotcha. So the, sp- the surviving spouse gets a step up. Yes, a full step up.
2: If it's jointly owned, they only get a half, half step, a step up. up. Yes, gotcha.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's some opportunities to plan there for
2: sure.
0: So back to what you were saying about optimally having all those advisors around the table, or at least around a, a virtual table, to plan for someone: the financial advisor, the attorney, the accountant, to help plan on these taxes, um, to, to bring a family together. Any. Um, do you have any thoughts or comments about a benefit to making sure that the spouse is the beneficiary of an IRA as opposed to children? Any and maybe the children could be the beneficiaries of some other money, still yeah. an equitable division?
2: Yeah, there's one benefit to a spouse being the beneficiary and that is the law allows for the IRA to be treated as if it was always their IRA. There's no requirement unless they're over 70 and a half to start drawing down that money. Mm -hmm. Uh, For a non-spousal beneficiary such as children, uh, it has to go to something called a beneficiary IRA. And it has its own set of rules that says, yeah. no matter what the child's age is, they have to start have to drawing to start that drawing. money. Right. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. So they have to start spending it down. Gotcha.
1: So there are a lot of things to think about. We're talking with Kevin Collier, who is the principal and founder of Collier Wealth Management in Hendersonville. Kevin, we're gonna put your contact, contact information it. up Wonderful. here.
0: thanks. I know we haven't answered people's, all their questions about financial planning related to right. later in life marriage, but, giving people things to think about. Thank you for being here. Thank you.
1: So up next, stay with us, we'll be speaking with Chris Johnson, our associate attorney. We'll be talking about veterans benefits and the impact of those benefits on late in life marriages. Stay with us.